On this episode, we're joined by Matthew Elliott, who is a co-founder of Nevo. So today we're going to discuss how secure messaging platforms, which connects different parties together in a financial transaction, offers the potential to radically improve the efficiency and user experience. Well, firstly, thanks for joining us today, Matthew. Before we talk about Nevo, uh, it'd be great to hear more about your personal background. Yeah, thanks. Um, Thanks for having me. Uh, I started my career in in Barclays in the bank and Mm -hmm. spent most of my time there. And it was in about 2017, after a career of technology program delivery, that I got really into fintech and innovation and took a leadership role in that part of the organization and met my co-founder, Mike, Mm -hmm. uh, and became really obsessed with trying to solve this problem of why is it so hard to communicate with my bank? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that led to us creating this concept of verified identity messaging, which Mm -hmm. is digital ID checks and instant messaging in one simple app. And yeah, fast forward and we built that concept and then became Barclays' first tech spin out back in 2018 mm-hmm. and bought the product to market. And that, that's where we are today with um, 50 clients across financial services, around a thousand app downloads a day mm-hmm. uh, and over a million messages every month of people trying to sign up and get a loan. Great. And I think we first actually met while one of our mortgage events back in 2019. That's right. We were quite early on the journey then. Yeah, uh, that's right. That was Buster talking about United Trust Bank for, yep. for obviously, you'll know Buster well, doing a conversation about Lego. And then I think Dale Janelle's from OMS came in Yes. Uh, and did, did a conversation about what they were doing with their CRM and, uh, and core system towards yes. the end of it. So that was one of my first uh, yes. industry events. I remember it well, and it was a really, really good event for us. Yeah, and it was, I think you were sort of fairly early on then, so it's good to see how things have progressed since then. And it's interesting, so the, the mortgage market is something that we talk about and think about and work, do a lot of work within. And that's obviously uh, that communication between parties is a, is a kind of well-known challenge along the sort of the chain. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to know what sectors, first of all, uh, Nevo is most focused on, and maybe you can give us a bit more sort of granular overview of the product and, and sure. how it works in practice. Yeah, okay, so we'll start with the product and, and then move to sectors. Um, so if we go right back to the top, there's, there's two problems as, as we see it at mm-hmm. a simple level. Uh, number one, customers increasingly expect really smooth, easy mobile journeys. And number two, fraud is shooting up. Uh, and legacy channels that are in use across almost every financial services institution at the moment, email, paper, phone, they just don't cut Facts. it. I saw some stats. Facts is still going on. Yeah, People receive things on email, print it out, scan it back in, mm. fax it over, drive it round from broker to lender. Mm. We see all of it, and that's all still happening right now in many uh, organisations across the lending market. Um, portals have gone some way to solving that problem and digitising things, but when it comes to secure gathering of data and a conversation and communication, there's still a big gap, which is evidenced by the continued prevalence of those legacy channels we talked about. So, um, yeah, we came up with this verified identity messaging, which is really simple. Um, The idea is digital ID checks, instant messaging, one simple app. So the simplest way to think about that is, imagine WhatsApp, but built to bank standard security and compliance, where every conversation you know is definitely with a verified institution, and they know it's definitely with you, Mark. Mm -hmm. Overlay onto that a range of other fintech features 
designed just for this industry like open banking, electronic signing, automation, fact-find data gathering, secure upload of documents. And what you end up with is the ability to do absolutely any sign-up or servicing journey fully over mobile in a really convenient 24-7 mm -hmm. uh, channel. And um, yeah, it just, it just really works. The magic of it is in, is in that end customer experience, really. Mm. Um, the main thing we're super proud of is thousands of five-star reviews. Mm. Continually, that end customer is saying, this is so easy. Please mm. carry on using it. Don't take it away. Uh, and obviously, if you get it right for that customer... The mm. benefits flow all the way through the rest of that trail across yes. efficiency, conversion rate, um, the cost and effectiveness of delivering technology change, uh, and risk and fraud reduction. Mm -hmm. So um, that's really what it's all about. I guess that's leveraging a, sort of a bigger trend towards uh, conversational UX, as something we've seen as an agency yeah. in recent years, and uh, um, um, even into sort of more traditional areas like banking. That's interesting to see. I mean, really. I think it would be useful for audience maybe to paint the picture around some clients that work in different sectors. And, and I'd be interested also to tease out how this sits alongside, you know, your portals and other sure. core systems. So, um, can okay. any particular order. <laughs> yeah. And, and you talked about markets as well. So if, yeah. maybe for position markets, then we can go into some client sure. examples in, in some of those particular mm. markets. So um, in short, the, the bigger the scale of the problem in terms of data gathering and information sharing, mm. the more we can help. Um, and so the service works particularly well in intermediated lending, when typically you've got a broker going and gathering things from a customer and then sharing that with a lender, who maybe also gets something from a customer, and then there'll be a solicitor in there as well. And ultimately yep. you've got multiple parties all gathering the same type of information and mm. um quite a lot of it in some cases, uh, and doing it again and again. So that's where we really come in and, and streamline that, and the conversational element works really well because it means you can digitize any different type of journey. It doesn't have to be do this, then do that, then do the other. Mm -hmm. You can automate, but you can also have a human behind okay. to deal with niche scenarios, referrals and exceptions. And we focus quite a lot at the moment in specialist lending okay, because that's where, again, those pain points are bigger. There's more mm. different types of deal to service, which makes it increasingly difficult to digitize using the traditional channels and mm. the value of messaging in a conversation uh, comes in again. Mm -hmm. um, before Nevo was in, mm. it was humans behind a telephony-based contact mm -hmm. center on a call waiting queue, seven and a half minutes, what's your name, what's your memorable password, oh, you can't mm -hmm. remember. Yeah. And then maybe you can, you're speaking to someone who can actually help with your query. Yes. Maybe you're not. And we come along and the alternative mm. customer journey is pick up your phone, hit the brand, ask your question just like on WhatsApp. So this is like a Put your phone away and off you go. Yeah, that's yeah. existing customer Got servicing. You. So that's a, a nice, mm -hmm. simpler yes. use case uh, to the uh, specialist lending intermediate originated mm -hmm. ones mm -hmm. that we we specialize in. In terms of clients, uh, and you asked about the um, how we fit alongside portals, mm. my favorite uh, one there is a, is a recent one with Pepper Money in their second okay. charge business, where in short, what they've done is the, the broker still logs onto 
their broker portal called Swan. Mm -hmm. uh, and they still enter and up, upload uh, a whole range of information as they, as they would have done to the point that they get a decision in principle or, or a dip. Mm -hmm. um, after that's where our magic happens. So once that deal is being placed with Pepper, they click a button inside that portal mm -hmm. and that launches our communications interface, launches the Nevo system and a real-time to-do list that says, here are the five, 10 things I need to complete this case. Mm -hmm. ID for applicant one, ID for applicant two, payslips, bank statements, mm -hmm. answer to this question, electronically signed agreement. Uh, and then Nevo comes in to allow the broker to upload that information, mm -hmm. to have a conversation about it, uh, and that can work seamlessly with the mobile side as well. So mm -hmm. broker just clicks one button, ID check goes out to the customer, and that ID check comes back in and is stored against that to do yes. this. So slashing out loads of duplication, mm -hmm. repetition of, yes. um, in that uh, traditional Way of I guess that. the real power of that solution we were talking before. So obviously that that broker uh, customer uh, communication and streamlines, but also yeah. that when it goes to conveyancing, I assume they you know if yeah, a, uh, a sister has access exactly. to the system, that would be the, the idea, right? That they get access to that information. So as a customer, would I in that sort of ideal scenario, would I have to give that same information again to the sister? Or would they would they be allowed to reuse like the that documentation. Yeah, you're on it. You're two steps ahead of me. So, Sorry. so no, not at all. <laughs> Initially, what we're trying to do is focus on taking out the bits of duplication mm. and where errors mm. and waste and time and effort is going. And so, a lot of the time, what you see is broker goes onto a lender portal. There's a static to-do list. <laughs> Here are the five things I need. Yeah. Broker turns around, sends an email to the customer with a uh, replica of that to-do list. Mm. starts managing collection of the information, things start getting shared over email. It could be 100 documents, 10 different people, and things just get lost and slow down. Where we come in as we go, it's one to-do list. Mm -hmm. Everybody sees it real time, and the latest version of high-quality, accurate okay. evidence is stored against it. Most of the time, our business case is based on if you shift to that way of working rather than email, your speed, efficiency, and risk will reduce right. quite a lot. Mm -hmm. But to your point, legally and technically, we've built it all as a network. Mm -hmm. What that means is once the customer's verified their ID or provided their open banking information or other personal data through an interaction with one of our brands, that information is instantly and seamlessly shareable either by that customer or a broker, for example, with any other brand in just one click. Mm -hmm. So what we see now is um, a solicitor, lender, broker, and customer all able to collaborate and communicate to get that to-do list done yeah. using one one place to go and one set of technologies. Yes, yes, that's the Nirvana. Uh, yeah, that's that. it. We're just chipping <laughs> we're just, into that, that yes. start point of that, yeah. Yes, and I think that's something that, that a lot of people looked at in the market, and there's... Um, uh, um, sort of others sort of looking to solve the problem in a different way. So CodeJute is quite a, a one-on-one yeah. one in the mortgage industry. They're actually on our last podcast, and as I was talking to them, we sort of teased out that I guess to 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 really get the benefit of them that type of platform, we have to get a certain level of adoption to reach that critical mass. So where you know for a typical case that that solicitor would be on the system and be using it, which is obviously a journey to get. And I sound like you're yeah. focusing on the first part of that benefit to to then build that later. Um, how is that going in terms of adoption? 
Yeah, great question. So, so ultimately, there is huge value in a big win-win-win way for the market and consumers um, to move to a shared network where this stuff isn't yep. duplicated. Like at the moment, customers are replicating. Just take ID, one example. Yeah, you do it. Once for your estate agent, once for your broker, once for your lender, once for your solicitor, it's it's crazy, and everyone's paying multiple times for this, and it's it's slowing things down and introducing risk and and, and errors as well. Um, so there's a huge opportunity there to streamline that, and as you say, it's a network effect where mm. the value of that network increases the more participants are involved. Yeah, um, and yeah, we're, we're chipping away at that. But what what I, I love about Nevo is we've gone, do you know what? That network effect is a really valuable thing to achieve and we're, we're on our way to that. We have some great examples of it. Mm. But actually, if you go into almost any lender or broker right now, there's so much wasted time and effort and opportunity right. because of all of the paper and email and phone that's going on. So we're very uh, able to make a hugely compelling business case that goes, even without those network effects, component parts, streamline your engagement with your brokers and your customers, mm. that will take you so far forward. And the more brands we can bring on board to uh, our network through that business case, yep. the result becomes more brands who can then instantly and seamlessly benefit from that network yes. effect. Yes. Are there any other, we talked quite a lot about the lending sector, are there any other yep. sort of areas of financial services you're focused on? Yeah, I mean, specialist lending is really, really mm -hmm. key for us. So the, the Pepper Money deal we mentioned earlier, that, that's awesome. We spent a lot of time with that lender and other leading lenders in that sector. So mm -hmm. we ran uh, for about 18 months lender steering committees where we effectively got the top 10 lenders from second okay. charge lending together, regular mm -hmm. frequency, and we just listened to their problems. Mm -hmm. So we'd send out surveys and then we come and go, we're committed to investing our R&D to solving problems in your market. What yep. are they? Help us understand. Mm. Uh, and that led us down this path of making this customer-facing mobile journey smoother and smoother and smoother mm -hmm. because customer dropout and the pain was, was the big problem. Um, and then we, we moved to a point where actually the lenders on that steering committee went, your customer journey is awesome. Our biggest pain point now is the broker to lender conversation and, yes. uh, and interaction, getting the documents between them. So that's what led to our, our most recent R&D in, into that mm -hmm. space. Uh, so yeah, second charge lending is a super exciting time for us at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, we've just gone live, bringing the first brokers and lenders onto that, that interface where all of that market are able to collect information from the consumer and engage with each other. Mm -hmm. You can go on to our platform as a broker, communicate securely, share data and use the same ID and e-signing yep. standards with any lender. Yes. So if we can get that working in the second charge sector, mm -hmm. we've got this um, kind of tapestry then that goes, okay, now we can go and replicate that into other, other relevant right. markets as well. Yes. So. Uh, there are two big focus areas. Number one, prove this um, customer, broker, lender, communication and data sharing yep. in second charge lending. Mm -hmm. And number two, really ramp up the use of our customer-facing product in commercial lending mm 
mm -hmm. first charge mortgages on the on the basis that we know that mobile app journey works now. Mm -hmm. So how can we go and distribute that at scale mm. uh, as quickly and uh, effectively as possible? Yes. Sounds good. So if, can we tease out a little bit more detail? Um, so you mentioned around how this would sort of work alongside a portal that might be delivering yeah. the dip logic, for example, and yeah. that, you know, effectively it could give you know, a really powerful new way of that communication between the different parties of the broker and the customer and ultimately solicitors others. Um, how does that work in sort of practice? So if I'm a, an incumbent specialist lender or other yeah. lender or first charge, um, I've got maybe multiple existing systems, platforms, etc. How does that practically sit alongside? And do you ultimately integrate data back or is that optional integration? Or I'm just interested to hear how that works. Yeah, great question. So we've, we've built everything on APIs and webhooks. So right. to start with, we've done tens of integrations and nothing will be simpler to integrate to in terms okay. of backends and CRMs. Um, again, remember a lot of our battles actually against email. That's where right. most of these interactions mm. are taking place. So in our mind, that's typically a third-party system mm. running through something like Outlook anyway. Right. Um, that, that said, you know, pulling out documents, launching our Nevo bots and our mm. automations, where that window sits, ideally would be in a third-party system and mm -hmm. built for that and we've done a lot of that. But I can't emphasize enough, back to this root problem, mm. there's so much paper, phone, and email out there today right. that even without an integration at all, mm. even if we're just using Nevo standalone to replace email for communicating with brokers or clients, mm -hmm. the benefits are immense. Mm. We're literally talking slashing time measured to get documents, ID, and e-cigs back down from... Mm. 10 days to a matter of hours okay. with immensely improved customer satisfaction yes. scores and all those benefits are available mm. without any of the back-end integration yes. having to be there so we're very big on trying to understand a lender or broker's operation mm. and really size where the waste is in that where are the dropout points what's mm -hmm. going on with the different communication okay. channels they're using so what i'm hearing is it's very integratable but that's actually, yeah. and, and could, you know, that, that ultimate, uh, you know, if it's been, if you've got the document from the customer via this platform, it's syncing back through to the system as that right document. Yeah. But actually, what if I understood it correctly, so 90% of the benefit is actually in that first part. Bingo, that, yeah. bingo, yeah. Huge, huge advocates of that. Rather mm. than spending lots of time and effort working on more complex integrations yeah. and engineers, we'd always advocate, look, you mm. can get up and running on Nevo in like an hour on a really top-end proven bank standard system. Mm. Before you go and pay lots of time and money to do those back-end integrations, mm. take a branded app, put it out there, try it on 100 customers, see whether it is as much faster, smoother, mm. better satisfaction as we would pitch it will be. And then as you learn and prove that in a really low-risk way, yep. start investing more deeply in uh, integrations mm. and higher value automations that will support you with and yeah. have a lot of evidence from yes. that innovative culture is, yes. is really key. Um, it's uh, like the MVP proof of concept, roll it out and the, the yeah, learn. exactly. Yes, makes sense. So in terms of um, the end customers, then be interested to know what's what the adoption has been like, and also are there any kind of trends or things you've noticed based on different demographics using it? So you mentioned like a WhatsApp style interface. Yeah, you know, I'd be interested to know throughout the ages of, of users, uh, how people are interacting with that. Yeah, okay. sure. Um, I mean, obviously, 
positioning point is the world's digitized real quick, hasn't it? Through mm. through the pandemic, um, almost yeah. everyone was using mobile phones for uh, ordering things using QR codes, uh, registering for their vaccinations, um, messaging friends and family yeah. uh, when we couldn't see each other. So the rate of acceleration there was was immense. Similarly, fraud went up 400%. Mm. Uh, and so those two big problems we said at the start, customer demand for easy mobile plus avoiding fraud risk have just been amplified. And, and that probably is reflected in the hard data we see. Mm-hmm. Um, right now at a level of scale with about a thousand people a day downloading to apply for a loan, mm-hmm. um, we've got thousands of five-star reviews. And that's all we use to motivate our team. Yeah, we right. have a team meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago and we just bring up these reviews, sort them by most recent on the App Store, mm. and you can see it. Five stars, so easy. Five stars. Even my grandma can use this. It's just really, really simple for us to go, if we are getting that end customer bit right, mm. all the other good things follow. We do do some harder things. Um, working with some of our brands um, like Together was one where we'll track mm-hmm. a bit more what is the invite to app to download rate and it's typically way over 95%. Okay. We're yet to see any sort of friction or issue mm. associated with a mobile app mm-hmm. download. Mm. So yeah, really pleased and delighted that A, people just get on with downloading an app, they're familiar with messaging and the response rate as measured by those mm. end customer reviews has been uh, mm. fantastic with mm. no major no major difference on the demographic. We okay. started in credit unions and that, that is, a, is, a, is an older customer base in some parts and yeah. um, that's ultimately where we really built our initial advocacy okay. from. Yes. So we did a piece of research at Magic with YouGov last year looking at kind of post-pandemic trends in digital uh, financial services and it was... Surprising for some when we when we broke that down based on on age, just how kind of you know some preconceptions around kind of older generations not being yeah. enthusiastic about apps and conversational units. So actually, the, the conversational part was actually they were more interested in that than than uh, kind of some younger. I think I can you know I I, I think um, reading some Deloitte research on it and and the headline in there was uh, mobile app penetration, especially of messaging apps, mm. is now across all demographics and all, all age yeah. groups, it's, yeah. it's, it's in there. And it kind of makes sense if you think about how people were communicating. Mm. I, th- I think we're right that actually there is resistance in some of the older generation to apps to a level, mm-hmm. but what people are comfortable and familiar with is instant messaging and video as well. Mm. I think people used Zoom almost became a verb, yes. right, through the pandemic. Yes. But um, use of those solutions is mm-hmm. just growing and growing. And mm-hmm. Make it familiar, make it easy, and take it on to how you talk to your bank is all we're trying to do. Yes. So you mentioned um, sort of 2015, 2016 when you were at yeah. Barclays, you were sort of seeing this up-and-coming sort of fintech uh, yeah. revolution, so to speak, and all the other ancillary services that sort of developed around that. We're, you know, a couple of years into that journey now as a market. Are there any kind of lessons you could think we could learn or should learn from some of the successes and failures? Yeah, okay. I think um, but I'm, I'm, I am addicted to fintech and these big transformational technology ideas. I'm, I'm a real product nerd, but mm. uh, one thing I've kind of had, had hammered home to me in, 
in, in building out what we do with Nevo is just the scale of opportunity. You don't necessarily need to be right on the bleeding edge with artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain in this market. Mm. We were in a building society two weeks ago and the first thing that the 10 members of staff do is take all of the posts that they've received, sort it into piles and figure out where they're going to start. There, there is an incredible amount of email, paper and phones still going on in these markets. Mm. And actually, we don't need super sexy fintech necessarily to come and mm. make a huge difference to most yeah. of these organizations and the end consumers' lives in terms of mm -hmm. getting them better access to products and services. Yeah. Because there's some great lenders out there they're just too hard to access. Mm. So that would be almost like the, the kind of turning the question on its head a bit. Um, tech is exciting. It's getting out there. But actually, there's so many simple mm. benefits to be had across the, uh, the market just by doing some really simple mm. digitization of communication. Well, I guess on, on that, the, you, the Nevo product as a startup, you... You built out using this, you know, I think you use, you know, for digital ID and yeah. you know, you've managed to, which I think is great that your these other services that you sort of pulled together to be more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Would you have been able to build this product as quick without that? No, I think that's, that's the other point, isn't it? Yeah. So I think um, uh, digital ID is a great example. Mm. So whether or not people get it through Nevo, um, all brokers and lenders should be using biometric identity verification in some form. Yep. Um, and what's really cool about digital ID, for example, is quite often there's a view that introducing new technologies to reduce risk, which is what it does, mm -hmm. actually increases friction and slows things down. It's another check, mm. it's another thing to do. Mm -hmm. But the beauty with biometric ID is it's the other way around. You reduce friction because yes. your customer can do it all over the phone 24-7 and you reduce your risk and improve your compliance as well, as well because of all the range of, of checks and the video and everything that comes with it. So it's, yep. the business case is compelling. Everyone should be on those. Open banking is another one we were talking about earlier. That, that's probably a good fintech theme. This increasing prevalence of more of these uh, open data services that mm -hmm. customers can consent to opening up so when making a loan decision, go and take a look at the customer's actual real-time bank transactions has got to be a better way yeah. than reviewing bank statements that are typically downloaded and photographed and yes. sent back in. The, the, there's a load of awesome solutions like that out there. Mm. Again, to simplify it a bit, what we're more bothered about in Nevo is kind of less what's that bit of technology itself mm. And to your point, how can we put really neat versions of those technologies and make them really easily accessible to any brand and then really easy for a consumer to use? Mm. And that's why um, we like putting these things into that instant messaging journey. Mm -hmm. Put your mm -hmm. digital ID in that same app. Put your open banking in that same yes. app. Don't make the customer channel hop somewhere else because mm. they'll drop out. Yes. Um, so that's a big theme. Uh, yeah. Cool, sounds good. So I guess uh, uh, in a similar vein, um, in terms of more of your personal interest, I guess, is there yeah. any sort of new technologies or trends that particularly excite you at the moment? I'm a bit, it might sound a bit trite, but I'm quite taken and interested in what uh, our friend Elon Musk is up to at the moment with, mm -hmm. with Twitter. 
Um, controversies aside, that's really exciting for me because he's come from a financial services background with his X.com initiative and obviously PayPal. Yep. He's gone into Twitter and remember our other category we're creating in Neva, we call it verified identity messaging. Ooh. And the whole concept is verified customer with an ID that's can talk part. to a verified bank, out, right? <laughs> that's what we do. Yes. And what Elon's come in and you know, he makes things very simple, doesn't he? Mm. He's basically gone, the top priority for me in Twitter is to verify users, blue tick, I think, verify mm. government, gold tick, verify institutions, gray tick. Mm. And he's effectively gone. If you've got a mobile app with messaging as the interface in natural yes. language and a whole load of verified users and verified institutions... You can do something really cool with that network. And he's even gone so far as to go, and the thing I really want to do first is financial services. Mm. So if I can connect payments to that and connect, uh, he's even talking about, yeah, I can do a loan. And yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think um, there's an application, WeChat, in, in China, which which is very much a big messaging platform that there's, it's, it's, it's used for payments. It's almost like, you know, full full service financial application. In yeah. Many ways. It's probably taken inspiration from that as well. And that's in um, the East, right? And that's where, um, obviously, in China, the, the position there with the government mm. can kind of get closer to this is a mandatory thing and control to, to force that ecosystem or at least mm. cultivate that ecosystem to happen. Whereas in the West, we've not seen that take. Mm. Um, but Revolut's another one. So just in the last month, you've got both Twitter and Revolut coming out using the word super app. Mm -hmm. And they're both linked to really easy mobile first user experience mm -hmm. plus messaging plus financial services. So Twitter's play there seems to be verified institutions put banking in the middle. Revolut's almost seems to be the other way around mm. if you read the press on that. They've gone, we've got an app that loads of consumers are using to do financial interactions, and they've recently launched a messaging service where mm. Revolut customers can start communicating with each other. So mm. you know, this, this theme that we're trying to drive around of verified identity messaging, there's some pretty big boys starting yes. to... Uh, to, to kind of go down that route as well, which yes. is really exciting for, for us to watch. Yeah. So we're going to see Nevo rebranded as the Nevo Super app in the coming weeks. Do you know? To, to Honestly, at the moment, <laughs> look, there's, there's big ideas and there's, and there's visions, of course, through our network effect, but uh, just bringing it right back, sounding repetitive, mm. just helping those brokers and lenders who um, are struggling to transform with technology and still using loads of email, mm. paper, uh, and phone. Um, so kind of starting there before getting too excited on the yes. super app front, to be honest. <laughs> cool. So if we look ahead to 2023, uh, what's on the roadmap for Nebo in terms of new features or functionality or maybe new clients on the? Yeah, the two, two big themes for, for 2023 for us. Um, the first is our mobile product works now. Uh, 1,000 downloads a day and thousands of five-star reviews. That happens every time. So we, we've kind of got our board support now to go and drive that out into new markets, take something that really works in some of the specialist sectors we're in mm -hmm. and get it out into first charge mortgages and more across the commercial uh, lending world as well. And then the second theme is 
unlocking that network effect. So mm. trying to uh, get more volume of broker to lender information sharing mm. uh, through the interface that we, we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sounds exciting. Well, it's been fascinating to hear more about the product today and great to see all the development since we first met yeah. coming up to three, four years ago. And um, yeah, thanks for your time today. And um, thanks to our audience for listening.